Well, COVID-19 dominating our lives still more than a year into it. And this is after two and a half months of stay-home orders, restaurants ordered closed across the states. And then we saw relaxation of some of these uh, uh, COVID-19 orders from Governor J.B. Pritzker. But then last fall, uh, we saw more restrictions put on in various industries like restaurants. Uh, and in particular, uh, restaurants couldn't have indoor dining again. So the on-off switch was switched off again last fall. Well, that prompted one restaurant uh, and multiple uh, businesses across the state to sue the governor in court. Uh, and one of those uh, uh, cases still remains after being consolidated in Sangamon County Court. Uh, and that's the case of Foxfire Restaurant out of Geneva suing the governor last October. Joining us right now is Greg Earl. He's one of the attorneys representing Foxfire here with the WMAY Morning News Feed. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Hey, I'm well, Greg. How are you? Good. So, uh, Myers Earl Nelson representing uh, Foxfire. Uh, did I kind of encapsulate a bit of uh, you know the, at least the background of how we got to the point where we're at right now? Yeah, uh, we represent Casey, the owner of Foxfire and, and Foxfire Restaurant. Um, there's from the from the very beginning, we got the case because of a family connection from one of our legal partners, Kevin Nelson. Uh, his father and Casey are friends, and uh, he made the referral over to us, and and uh, we took it from there. Uh, we filed a a case in uh, Kane County Court, uh, seeking a restraining order against Governor Pritzker's order back in October, stating in Region Eight, which is Kane and DuPage counties, that uh, indoor dining uh, would be banned due to the surge of COVID nineteen cases. So we were able to prevail on a temporary restraining order, and that means we have a temporary fix against the governor's order, but we have to prove uh, why it should be permanent. Um, and so we <laughs> we haven't been able to get to that point yet because of all the legal maneuverings of the case. We still haven't had a full hearing on it or even a trial on the matter because it, the case has gone up to the Supreme Court, it's gone to the second district court in Elgin, and now uh, the appellate court there, and now we're in uh, Judge uh, Grishow's courtroom in Sangamon County. So it's kind of, uh, it's been an interesting ride, that's for sure. Well, you went to law school. Uh, you're a lawyer. You passed the bar. Uh, have you ever uh, been involved in a case with the, not just the, 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 the significance that this case has, but even with all the legal twists and turns going from one you know appellate district to another and getting consolidated with cases in a totally different county i mean uh it, it can get kind of convoluted for just the regular person the lay person to follow what's going on here <laughs> uh, for the experienced lawyer i i think they're a little it's a little convoluted I, i've talked to a few attorneys on this and you know we we have a second district appeal um or opinion that is the law of the case but we're now in uh, Judge Grishow's courtroom, so if an appeal happens there, we're headed to what is it, the seventh district? Right. So it, it's uh, we're going to have possibly two appellate court opinions on the same case from different courts with the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. It's pretty fascinating. Well, and again, uh, you know, talking about the legal twists and turns uh, does somewhat take away from the significance of the case. Uh, and the case, of course, is challenging the governor's ability to unilaterally order in a blanket fashion all restaurants to not have any indoor service. 
so it, here we are, all the twists and turns, getting consolidated into Sangamon County. Earlier this this month, uh, there was a hearing where uh, your colleague uh, Kevin Nelson, uh, you know, was in front of a judge, and the and the governor's attorneys were in front of uh, the judge here in Sangamon County. Uh, and uh, ultimately, the governor's t- attorneys through the attorney general's office said, you know, there's separation of powers. And if you don't like what we're doing, there's the next election. Uh, Judge, <laughs> yeah. Judge Grishow didn't really b- adhere to those arguments at all. No, she did not. Um, separation of powers means separation of powers. And uh, while the governor has uh, quite the power or the ability to to issue powers in uh, in the case of an emergency, those aren't plenary. He's not all powerful. Um, he doesn't get to do that just continually. And I thought J- Judge Grishow's opinion um, was very, very pointed and direct on that, and just a very good opinion. Which is which is why they filed a motion to reconsider on that uh, in front of Judge Grishow, and I, and I believe they're looking to appeal her her order on that, um, which just delays ultimately us trying to get to a hearing. A permanent injunction hearing or a uh, trial on the matter. We're talking with Greg Earl. He is an attorney representing Fox Fire in the case against Governor J.B. Pritzker's COVID-19 orders. And uh, you just referenced a bit of what uh, was uh, filed uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, there were a couple of filings in this case from the governor. First, a filing about uh, a motion to reconsider uh, Judge Gershow's order, allowing the case to advance. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, then they're going to look for an immediate appeal. Uh, but then they also did file uh, a response to uh, one of the counts that's moving forward here uh, with, with Judge Grishow saying, yes, this case can move forward. Uh, and it ultimately is about the governor's blanket order uh, and uh, this idea that they, they're they arbitrary and capricious. Uh, the governor did respond, and I want to read to you what uh, at least I saw was the ultimate conclusion here and get your reaction to it. Um, uh, he said that uh, the Pritzker attorney said in a 24-page response that, quote, all ex- executive orders forbidding indoor dining at bars and restaurants in Kane County have expired and ceased to have any effect. Furthermore, no exception to the doctrine of mootness applies. As such, Foxfire's claim for relief in count five is moot. What's what's your response to, to that idea, especially considering that you know, I mean, he could, he could come back next week and, and say all all restaurants need to be closed again because of COVID-19. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're not surprised. Uh, we've, we've been preparing for that uh, response. We thought he would make that argument sooner, um, but he made it now. So we'll deal with it now. We, we just think that's flat out wrong, just for the reason you said. COVID cases in some areas are rising. Uh, what is to stop him? especially based on the COVID data that we have where he could, it doesn't seem like he's making decisions based off COVID data. He's making decisions based off what he thinks is best. What's to stop him from make, issuing another order next week um, that says the exact same thing? Or furthermore, uh, a Republican or another governor or independent governor, whoever's sitting in that office doing this in the future. Um, so I, I think there's too much at stake here than just a simple indoor dining ban. It's really about what Judge Grishow hit, the separation of powers. And she went back to the framers of the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, about how important that is for checks and balances. And right now, Governor Pritzker has a blank check on power. I mean, he's just doing what he wants. And nobody has stopped him. And we didn't get into this case to try to make a 
uh, a constitutional cause. We were just representing a restaurant that was trying to stay open, uh, take care of its employees and feed its family. And, uh, and it's turned into this. We're not really that surprised it's gone that way. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to, we got to fight for our clients. And when we fight for our client here, uh, we think it's going to help the whole of Illinois in reality. Well, I want to read to you uh, one of the quotes that uh, Judge Grishow issued uh, in her order denying the governor's motion to dismiss the case. Uh, and this was earlier this month where she wrote, the governor cannot rely on emergency powers indefinitely. The U.S. Constitution recognized the importance of dispersing governmental power in order to protect individual liberty and avoid tyranny. Well, I think that it just speaks volumes. We haven't said that Governor uh, Pritzker is acting like a tyrant. I know he's called us some names, but I think the implication there is that he he is acting tyrannical. And I, I don't know why. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish here uh, other than he's trying to get everyone vaccinated in the state and, and move on beyond this. But at the end of the day, we are still Americans. We still have freedom we still have due process and liberty and right now that just seems to be being violated across the state greg earl from myers earl nelson joining us here on the wmay morning news feed i'm greg bishop uh and at uh, 747 here just uh, one more thing if if you, if you don't mind greg uh to talk yeah. about uh i guess just you know what happens next here uh and uh moving forward with uh with the idea of uh challenging the governor's uh uh orders we when do you anticipate resolution uh is this going to have to be resolved by the state supreme court and and when does that happen we we kind of always thought that this might have have to happen it's up to the illinois supreme court if they want to take the case we don't know when this is going to get resolved um we, we know that this is a hotly contested subject, so I mean, we could be dismissed and our case would be over. It, it, it really is. Um, right now, we're just fortunate we're still fighting in this case. We still have an argument to be made. Right, They're filing their motion to reconsider, which we think will ultimately be appealed to the, the 7th District Appellate Court. And with, with the two opinions differing between the second district and a possible well, and a possible seventh district uh, we think this is ultimately going to end in this illinois supreme court um but we don't know it's i couldn't guess it's anyone's guess when this is going to end uh we hope sooner rather than later so we can get back to to business but at the end of the day the governor says it's all moot now yeah hey it's a moot point yeah, well, we would strongly disagree with that. This is definitely not moot. Uh, people are definitely, I don't think there are restaurants out there that are at full capacity right now. So if he wants to tell everyone that they can open up and everything's fine, there's an argument there. But I think this has larger implications going forward, more than just COVID implications. And, and then one last thing, too. Um, one thing that you guys were able to secure uh, in this case was discovery. And for people who aren't familiar with the, the, the legal term discovery, typically that happens in, you know, in anticipation of a trial of sorts where, you know, sides have to produce records and documents and provide them to the other side. Uh, has that been ongoing? Uh, and uh, has there been any other more revealing stuff that you guys been able to, to get from the governor? Well, that's part of our next step is we want to issue additional discovery and for them to, to file the motion to reconsider and ultimately appeal. That's just ultimately going to delay possibly the discovery. Our hope is that Judge Kershaw lets us to proceed while, while any possible appeal, if one happens, 
is taking place. So there's a lot of unknowns right now, but yeah, we're seeking more information at this time. We still don't have a direct answer as to what data was used for Governor Pritzker to make the order uh, that he did EO61 in October. We still are not, it is not clear at all. What we can see right now is a possibly, we don't have a final answer on it, is an article published by the CDC where a, a doctor hypothesizes that it's 20% more likely to get COVID at a restaurant, but there is no data that supports that. Um, so that's what we think he made the order based off of, is a, a theoretical article. And uh, and so we just want to get answers on that. We'll keep an eye because uh, we've got the, the case being heard, uh, status hearing of sorts on Wednesday uh, out of Sangamon County. So we'll keep an eye on it and uh, maybe we talk again in the near future. Greg Earl with uh, uh, Myers, Earl and Nelson uh, Law Firm. Greatly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. Uh, and let's connect again soon. All right. Be safe. Absolutely. Thank you.